Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. We've got email. We've got email. Got email. Got email. We've got email. All right. So this was from Lisa getting it pulled up. Okay. So she had wrote me on uh, Saturday, said, hey, can you and JJ talk about this? On the air, I'm writing to you because I don't like my daughter's new gym teacher. Parents got a message to the class app on Wednesday, which alluded to making sure that our kids are eating healthy at home so they aren't weighed down during gym class. My daughter's eight years old, described her gym teacher as like a drill sergeant. Uh, He also told parents to expect maximum effort during the class. Uh, Also, said that there was going to be some highlight on the issue of being overweight. I thought that this was completely inappropriate. It's going to shatter confidence, embarrass kids. Should gym teachers be talking to young kids about losing weight at this age? Uh, Is the teacher overstepping his bounds? Um, I think that this is a form of body shaming. I'm thinking about going to the principal. So, um... I, I don't know if you could hear me roll my eyes through the radio. No, we could. We heard the big. <sighs> Here's the deal. I, if this guy calls people out individually in front of everyone else, probably wrong. Yeah. But to teach the class about being as healthy as possible and probably living a longer life with fewer health concerns. I don't have any problem with that at all. Very true. But the people that are going to take offense to this have fluffier kids. Listen, Liam, Liam. <sighs> loved pasta, but he also loved playing football, and we had a whole conversation about this that ended in me in tears. But um, it was uh, a choice I had to make for my child. If he was going to carry the ball, he had to be a certain weight. And so I did everything in my power to make that happen at home, and he shed his... his um, how do you even say it? It's because baby weight it's baby still. Weight. It's still baby weight until they're a teenager. And um, I think eight years old... This is like, I, I don't remember kids being as ruthless as they are right now at eight years old. Can you imagine if you were called up and asked, what did you have for dinner tonight or last night? Yeah, but he's not necessarily doing that. He's just expressing healthy concerns like everybody. Hey, let's learn this. Let's learn this. Yeah, let's but shouldn't you just be doing Jacob's Ladder and Dodgeball and stuff like keep it light? I feel some like people are gonna, listen, some people. Yes, I think. If you're a gym teacher and all you do is go, all right, guys, uh, it's kickball today. And then you, you're you not giving them all you can. Yeah, but like you don't have to be militant at eight years old as a gym teacher. Like that was when we got to grab that giant parachute and quickly trap ourselves underneath. Well, what if they learn it early? Isn't it lifelong habits that are going to be better for them in the future? Um, I feel like aren't there like health classes that they take? Sometimes like health is part of your physician. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe they don't get them till later. I, I have zero problems with this. I and don't again, think going to the principal is the right move, but obviously hitting a nerve when it comes to talking about anybody's child's weight. Um, no parent wants to hear that. So I don't know, Lisa. I don't know how to help you. What you gonna do now? All right. Uh, we got an email from Lisa who is pretty concerned about her and her daughter's Eight is that what it was? Eight years old wrote me over the weekend and just said, you know, I don't, I don't think you should go to the principal with this right away. Um, but she said, I'm writing because her new gym teacher, a little militant. Uh, parents got a message to the class app on Wednesday, which alluded to making sure that our kids are eating healthy at home, so they're not weighed down during class. They're gonna focus a lot on 
making sure that they're physically fit. Um, I thought it was completely inappropriate. It's going to shatter confidence and embarrass kids. Um, I agree with you. If he's going to line them up and tap on the heads of the kids that need to stay standing to show other kids what not to look like, that would be beyond awful. But that's not really what she's saying. Shelby's text says, we're the fattest country in the world. He's trying to set them up for success. I agree with JJ. Maybe not a formal public shaming, but giving them a foundation for healthy eating and exercise is not a problem with me. Um, I, I think that there should be many health classes for all elementary school students. It's completely true. Like this is where it starts. They bring that knowledge home and they're so enthusiastic about it. Sure. They want to apply it. Yeah. And I, so I just, I don't know. Jess, morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thoughts on this? Eight year old gets a new gym teacher. He sends out the message saying, Hey, just so you know, if your kid's a little fluffy, we're going to whip them into shape. What do you think about this? Um, well, I guess my response is kind of twofold. One, I do think that um, the parent needs to go in and address it with the gym teacher. Um, but I think it needs to be less along the lines of you're out of line and more along the lines of um, can you go about this in a different way? Um, I mean, I've been overweight almost my entire life, literally, since I was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that they would have taught me at an early age um, how to man- basically manipulate my body, how to um, control my body with what foods are right for mine, Yeah. Um, what exercises I need to do that is right for my body type. So what and that's kind of, different for everybody. What kind of food were you eating at home that your parents had stocked the pantry with? Would it, would it be safe um, it's their fault? No, not necessarily. I think that, uh, unfortunately, in our day and age, a lot of people are um, very low income and they have to buy things that are, you know, cents on the dollar. Isn't that outrageous? Um, It it makes me so mad how cheap it is to eat crappy. It's uh, $15 for a good salad, but a dollar for a greasy burger. It's Uh, just weird, man. Right. So let's just real quick, Um, Jess. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I, I think the biggest thing that they, they need to work on is just actually um, teaching them the different ways that their body may, re- may respond to things, including different exercises. Sure. Good looking out. I like it. Hey, thanks for your thoughts. I appreciate you uh, waiting to get on the show. Have a great morning. Yeah, you too. Take also care. an explanation to in front of other kids, like how genetics plays a big part. You know, like it's not eight, always. I fear eight year olds aren't going to get that. Um, you got a blanket statement for an eight-year-old class. You got to say, guys, here's the deal. You can have this every once in a while, but you got to have this and this and this, and then we got to be moving every day. You know what I mean? Like if you can, if you can, and you got to dumb it down because they're eight years old. They, yeah. I mean, they don't have a fully functional brain. You basically got to give them the, hey, we need you to sweat or we need you to try and get your your heart up this many times a day for this rate or whatever. And then, hey, if you want to be super healthy and live longer and yeah. be able to play the sports you want and stuff like that, then we would think that you'd want to eat more of these kind of foods. So Katie had mentioned if you publicly shame the gym teacher like everyone else, uh, like he's doing to the kids, you're just as wrong as he is. Yeah. Ask him uh, what you can do to support. Uh, ask the principal to observe, maybe, is another idea. Liz says our, our PE classes were great and I still turned out fat. Uh, we're not we're not calling these kids fat. We're not throwing those words out, but... Um, I just think it hasn't happened yet. How can you have a problem with it? And here's the other part that nobody's talking about. It was already put about. out to the class app that this That's is what the I'm focus. Saying. But 
at least he warned you, by the way. Nobody's saying, hey, thanks. I would really want, uh, I, I really appreciate a teacher reaching out and letting us know what was going to happen yeah. over the next couple of months with our kids. I love that. But do they weigh kids anymore? Because in my gym class, we got weighed. And I we had to imagine. wait in line with the girls behind me, even though I was a peanut. Like, I, I, you still, you're like, oh my God, this is horrific. I can't imagine in today's environment that this is a thing. Or if yeah. they, or if they do, it's got to be behind closed doors, shut the door, go into the nurse's office, height and weight. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know that schools do this anymore. I, I just like totally had a flashback. Oh my God. I felt a certain way. I don't even remember this awful. happening to me. I don't think we ever got height and weight. I, I think the only time it ever happened was when we, uh, I, I remember pl- playing football yeah. and getting height and weight for the program. And then my coach going, we need to pump you up like 30 pounds in the program because yeah. we want to make you look bigger we did that we lied up all the time No, we had wellness week at middle school and i remember we'd be in the locker room and you'd have to get on the one with the metal bar that moves yeah, yeah, over yeah, and, yeah, yeah and it would just like keep moving over for some people and you could just tell like that is horrible most popular question i get of people that inquire about our dopey little radio show is what do you guys do during the songs what do you guys do during the commercial mm-hmm. breaks I sit here and I work on what's coming up next. <laughs> I'm producing things. I'm working on all sorts of stuff. Wow. Kat finds her way into the kitchen and comes back with a damn rib dinner for breakfast. <laughs> you are it's, so dramatic. It's 8.40 a.m. She's eating a rib dinner, guys. I and have two small pieces of barbecue meat. Not only is it a rib dinner for breakfast, but she's using a chef's knife, a <laughs> giant have any other one. chef's knife to cut things up. She's walking around our halls with a giant knife Whatever. and a plate full of meat you at know, 840 in the morning. I'm mad at myself for even offering you a bite because you didn't offer me a yes, bite. Yes, I did. I no, said, because you, you know, like I wouldn't accept it. Oh, yeah, I didn't offer you this one, but I did offer you some orange. No, you didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Elton John was on stage with President Biden, and he was surprised with this news. It's my great honor to present the National Humanities Medal to Sir Elton John. I think we surprised him. I just said to the First Lady, I'm never flabbergasted, but I'm flabbergasted and humbled and honored by this incredible award from the United States of America. Just decades of work to fight against AIDS, his contributions to culture, billions of dollars made with his concerts that he puts on um, and just uh, doing his thing. Just love that he's more than just a musician. You know what I mean? Like that dude has been for the people for a long time. So Zac Efron making a lot of people very happy with this news. So if you were a fan of High School Musical, it was an era. Like there, there's a generation that grew up with Zac Efron that way. And would he be interested in a reboot? Of course. Yeah. Having the opportunity to in any form go back and work with that team would be so amazing. My heart's still there. So Oh that would that would be incredible. I hope it happens. I hope he's a teacher. People would freak. He would be a teacher, or would he be a parent a of like a sixth grader? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini. She released a new album, "Subject to Change," and fans are reading the lyrics, and they think that this is all about the feud that she had with Halsey. I was friends with a pop star. I put him on track four, but wish I could take it back. I would have never asked if I knew we wouldn't talk anymore. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I was friends with a pop star, but I'm not anymore. I wonder who that could be. So they had a falling out. Who knows what it was about? 
Blowing out their candles today, we have Christina Milian, 41. So is Serena Williams, newly retired somewhere. And Linda Hamilton is 66. What is your son? He's 10 years old. What's his worry right now? Like, as a 10-year-old, what do you think his main worry is in life? Um, Other than, like, acceptance with his friend group? Do you think he's got, like, a weird worry? I ask him often, like, is everything good with you? I would say, I don't know, maybe maybe friend group, but he has a good group of friends. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I feel like he has the best life and he has nothing to worry about. When you were a kid, did you have like a, a worry about something that, so for me, and here's where this is coming from. Um, I don't know why I've been, uh, you know, what happens when, at least for me, when my parents had passed away, like you, you have memories and then they have their funeral and then you kind of go back to your everyday life and stuff like that. But for me, I've been thinking so much about my mom and dad lately. And we used to go, and this is, this is how old I am guys. When my mom and dad would go for a bike ride, I would sit on the back of my mom's bike in one of those plastic seats that could easily fall off and kill your child. And nobody thought twice about it. But we would leave our house and the very first block I would always see there was this big white house and it had this, I mean, a huge rolled up green hose. And I remember as a little kid always pointing out with the hose, the hose like that was a that was a. A wayward point for me mm-hmm. on our bike ride is my parents would make fun of me all the time and be like, the hose? Is that the hose? Is that the hose? Like my, my oh, dad would be, nice. he was so insistent. I'd go, the hose. My dad would be like, God, is that the hose? Right? Yeah. And I was so worried. And I think that's my first memory of a little kid worry is that the hose was not going to be there. And when we go in the fall, everybody blows out their hoses yeah. and the hose wouldn't be there. And I would get in like mini, mini JJ panic attacks because yeah. the hose wasn't there. Okay. So thinking now, uh, and it just happened yesterday, we were at 3v3 and Liam uh, started feeling nauseous. He threw up. We left because we didn't want anyone to get sick. And his worry was to let his friends down. So now you sure. have three kids that have to play all 20 minutes. He was bawling. He was so upset with himself. I'm like, there's nothing you can do. I would say my biggest fear was drowning. And As a little kid, you were afraid, I've always, afraid of drowning. I've always been a strong swimmer. Uh, swam in the ocean every single day after school for a couple of years when we lived uh, overseas. But I remember there was a moment going to Bunker Lake and they had the wave pool. And I went under and I came up and I hit a tube. And you think oh, you're dead. You know, you're you like, get out of there. I'm, I, I'm under here. I can't get out of here. It was like tube to tube to tube. And very little uh, space for me to come up and get air. And I remember like... If that's how I'm going out, that's going to be the worst. I ran across this list of things you probably worried about way too much as a kid. All right. So yours was okay. drowning. Mine was that someone was going to move a hose. Sure. Here are some other ones. Skunks and how hard it is to avoid being sprayed by one. I think that's more of like a country kid worry. I thought I thought it was always because of cartoons. It seemed yeah. like somebody was always getting sprayed by a skunk in cartoons. Sit in a tub of tomato sauce. If you took a shower during a thunderstorm, you're probably going to get struck by lightning and die. Never a thought. You never th- you were never told that? No. I remember always if there was going to be a storm, you weren't supposed to be in the shower. What I was told that. Adults? I don't know. Okay. I was always told that. Sweets before bed would give you nightmares. Were you ever told that? No. It's not the case. I know this. They were just trying to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one that I thought was pretty good. If anything bad hit your permanent record, your life was ruined. Um, I was worried about that when I was stealing those cars. So oh, that was a, a Look valid at how great worry. your life think, turned out. I know. You can steal cars as an underage kid. And have gonna, your own radio show. They're going to wipe that clean because you do it before you're 18. There Good you job, go. Kat. Nice. Setting a, uh, the quicksand <laughs> was a major cause of death for lots of people. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I know it's where ridiculous. Where can you find quicksand? But you worried about it as a kid, didn't you? Yeah. 
I worried about quicksand all the time. As a I remember kid. it was like it, we talked about this one time because there was like a sand pit next to the softball fields. And we were going over scenarios like you have to go full starfish. You have to make sure <laughs> that you put your arms out in case you have to catch like a, a tree root. Remember being told if you went swimming right after eight, you'd cramp up and you'd go down and you'd drown. But that is true. Like you could it's absolutely not, cramp no, up if you're you not too cramp much. Up. Yes. The number one thing that was on this list. And my God, I think I still believe this. These are things you worried about way too much as a kid that were never true. It was illegal to have that dome light on in your car while you were driving. It's just... <laughs> Listen, I got to shut this off. The cops will pull right. me over. Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember my mom. Hurry up. I have to shut this I've off. I've told that to my kids. <laughs> you got to shut that light off. It's illegal. Yeah. You know you what I was worried like about? This. Being poor. That never happened. It, it didn't happen, thankfully. But like, I would. don't you worry about that? Like, even as an adult, like, you worry no, about being poor. I think the, no, I didn't have much growing up. Yeah, but so you I don't guys were poor. You act like you were poor, but we you weren't, weren't poor. poor. We, you didn't money. Have, we didn't have the money you guys had. Okay. I mean, I didn't have a lot of extra stuff. Like it was for my for my mom and dad to get me something that caught up to like the rest of my friends, like a pair of guest jeans or something like that. Mm. That was a huge undertaking for them. They say for a long time. Yeah. Okay. I'm, we weren't nearly as rich as you all. Okay. Snooty. Settle down. Did you hear? I did hear, and it bummed me out a little bit. Uh, this is Star Trek, right? <laughs> I just wanted to get under your skin on a Monday. Uh, I was reading that James Earl Jones uh, officially retiring from being the voice of Darth Vader. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. I am your father. So uh, the reason this is kind of significant is, I mean, the movies are done, but Star Wars, the franchise, keeps coming out with more like miniseries and all sorts of stuff on Disney. Was it Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. And uh, and so what James Earl Jones has said is, uh, I'm not going to cut any more new audio. Yeah. But based on over the years, all the audio he's laid out, artificial intelligence can they can he's signed off that they can use his voice for Darth Vader for 500 years if they want they now own it so they can put together all the clips from yep. all the times he's spoken on film and make Darth Vader say anything and he won't get paid for he's it he's 90 no no or so, he, so he i think what he said is hey uh give me 5 million dollars right now yeah. and you can have my voice for the rest of eternity and so that's what he did he's 91 years old Clearly the greatest voice Hollywood has ever seen, correct? Yes, I think so. I mean, any movie he does, uh, Sandlot, he was in Sandlot. Yeah. Like, once you hear that voice, uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, his character there was pretty awesome. So that I, I think, you know, they say him, Sam Elliott, some of the best voices in Hollywood. I would have to disagree. I want you to start calling right now with who you think has the best And again, voice Morgan Freeman is a slam dunk. That's easy. I look at a voice like something I remember. It doesn't have to be that booming voice. I love Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, my God. You look like the 4th of July. <laughs> Makes me want a hot dog real bad. She is so funny. Best in show. Of course, Legally Blonde. Um, I just... Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. Just her delivery is so funny. So anybody that has a voice like that, I like. Jennifer Coolidge. That would be mine. Yeah. Start thinking of who yours is. Oh, mine's easy. Uh, uh, and it's going to be an unpopular opinion. But I think I think when you're talking about the best voice in Hollywood, it has to be something 
where you hear it and you know it immediately and it creates an emotion. Yeah. Okay. The guy who I think has the best voice ever in Hollywood has not only been an actor for a long, long time, but when you hear his voice, it creates a feeling. So yeah, definitely holler at us real quick. I want to, I want to think about who you have an impression of, who has the best voice in Hollywood, James Earl Jones. Done. Put the cap on it. He is not ever going to speak as Darth Vader again, but they're going to be able to use his voice forever. Who do you think has got the greatest pipes in Hollywood? It's the end of an era. James Earl Jones will not be cutting any more vocal tracks as Darth Vader anymore. Forever and ever now. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. I am your father. Arguably the greatest voice ever in Hollywood, except for if you're Cat, and then you decide, well, I want somebody with a unique voice like... Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, my God. You look like the 4th of July. Makes me want a hot dog real bad. I just love her delivery. She puts a smile on my face. And I don't even know. Does she even talk like that in real life? I don't think so. I think she's like a, a regular. No, I think she's a very good actress. Maybe I think she can turn it on. Dog, real bad. Yeah, it, I, it doesn't have to be that booming voice like what James Earl Jones is. It could be something that's like just makes you happy. Most people texting in Morgan Freeman. I have uh, obviously. Here's mine. That's your plan. Why? Why would you do that? This field's mine. That fence, mine. Kevin mm-hmm. Costner. Yeah. He's got such a great voice. I would never guess him. I feel like he is just like an average guy. I guess it's a little raspier than he's what got, I remember. I mean, about. even uh, like way back in the day, like Feel the Dreams yeah. and Bull Durham. Like he's got such an amazing voice. Stevie, give me somebody who we would immediately go, yes, amazing voice. For me, it has to be Robin Williams. Like, I don't know why nobody else is saying it, but every time I hear his voice or anything that he's ever done, it's it's an instant smile. It's everybody recognizes his voice. Yeah. You know, I think why this isn't popping up is because he was so good at doing so many other voices that we don't necessarily remember his regular voice. That's a good point. He was like the master of impersonations. I'm trying to find a clip for you, but all of them are impersonations. Um, And also speaking of somebody that you've never met, but I really get emotional when like his year uh, anniversary of like death or two years. I think it's because it's such a sad ending to somebody who gave us so much joy. Yes. It's it's a weird feeling. It's like I've never met this person, but just to know that he was hurting, but um, good call. Yeah, I like that. Thanks, Stevie. No problem. Have a great morning. Taylor, give me just what I got time for one more real quick. Somebody whose voice will always be amazing in Hollywood. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandy. Okay. Uh, What do you love about it? I feel like I don't, uh, it does have like a a cadence to it where I could probably spot it if I heard it. I think she sounds smart yet super funny. That's what every time I hear her voice. So I'm thinking specifically when she's reading letters in the movie The Lake House. Okay. And her voice is just so calming. Like if she did audiobooks, I would I would listen to them all. But and, and I agree. I think that's a great call. By the way, the sneaky contenders here coming in via text. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson, duh. Yeah. Clint Eastwood though. His voice now is an old old man. It's all gargly though. It's yeah. like a phlegmy gargly. But it's I don't mean. know. Like you know he could beat the hell out of you. What about Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson, yeah. I like that one. You're really going through with the retakes? I I mean, I have to. I showed you. Did I show you the photo? You didn't. You told me. Oh, my God. About okay. Liam's picture. 
Well, Let's I can turn you this not, around. You can't I, look at it. I want you to remember how beautiful of a child he is. And like, I don't know what happens between my house and pictures uh, to his hair, but it just is. <laughs> it's crazy. It's out of control. He would be very upset if I shared this. Sorry. Um, but I don't mean to laugh at your child. It it looks like if I had to. Um, it looks okay. like it's a very humid day. If you wa- have ever seen Matilda with like Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman and the kid that eats the chocolate cake and his hair is so weird looking, that's my kid. And I said, Liam, this is going to be in the yearbook. Let him be. He's so okay with it. I'm like, really? I'm not okay with it. Just go to retakes. Retakes are coming up. So I just want to know, like, was there a photo looking back? I know we did school photo. All of my pictures should have had retakes, but no, that wasn't a thing. My parents weren't subscribing to the retake. We don't do that in our family. You get one picture. You get one picture and that's it. Why? Because if you have the opportunity for retakes and you look like this. No, 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 no. You let them be. That's the way they are, man. That's the way they're going to remember. Their friends are going to remember them that way. The other day we had aired, was it on Friday? We had a playback of our our conversation the other day of yearbook photos. And uh, we had some people that wanted to share. uh, So I said, call in on Monday and talk about like how they just went. It went left real fast. Tracy, uh, I want to talk about your school picture because it's a very unique look and you even have it labeled. What happened here? My sister, uh, my mom and dad were gone, so my sister decided to get re- ready for school, and she put me in a mini skirt and feathered my hair and put eyeliner and makeup all over me, and I kind of looked like a hooker. I was 10. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I kind of looked like a hooker. I'm not going to lie. And I had a school concert that day, <laughs> so I went to the school. <laughs> I did the school concert, and my mom came to watch, and she didn't even recognize me. She couldn't find me. Aww. That's how bad my sister did. <laughs> and that was my school picture for that year. Oh, my God. They didn't even let you do redos? No, no. I looked like a hooker. I had eyeliner <laughs> from here to there, <laughs> on bottom and top. I had lipstick on. I think the biggest question we have here now is, though, were you the most popular girl with the boys that day? No, because I, be- I used to beat them up, so they were my friends. Oh, all right. So you used to beat up the boys that you wanted to turn on with your 10-year-old hooker look, and it didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, you are correct. I love it. I love it. Hey, real quick, uh, Michelle, tell me about the picture. I'm, I'm very, very excited to get to this. I don't know. My mom got this bright idea. It was around the time that Spiral Perms came out. Yeah. I don't know. I was like in sixth grade, I believe. And um, so I already had like long hair in the back and I had short bangs. She had my, not short, short, but short enough. So she got this bright idea and I have wavy hair, kind of like um, Cat sister, but it was the wavy where it would get frizzy during the winter time. Okay. So she decided, she heard that if you perm your hair, um, it takes that frizz away. Yeah. So she decided to do, she bought a home perm, oh, did it at no. home. Um, yeah. <laughs> I look like a poodle with a mullet, though. So, and then, <laughs> yes, I look like a boy. I had this mullet. It was really, really tight. She left it on for so long that yeah. I swear I, my hair was so short by the time it was done. I was horrified. And then she put me in one of those button shirts that, um, you know, the cowgirls wear or cowboys. Yeah. But it looked like a boy shirt. So, yeah. yeah. And then my grandmother decides to buy the big picture of it. 
<laughs> I mean, this story keeps getting worse. This is like one after the other. And that's not the end of it. So I thought it was going to be the end of it. And then I brought my grandmother from California out here, and she decided to bring that picture with her. And my daughter stole it, and she hasn't hung in her Oh, my God. Yes. You are being trolled left and right. Have you ever seen the the side-by-side of, like, what kids look like on their first day of school now compared to, like, when we grew up? Oh, it's horrible. Like, the purple and turquoise sweatsuits. Do you remember those? Like, the windsuits? And the crazy hair, they don't know how good they have it. Like, stylish outfits. <laughs> how deep into the school year were you before you were able to shake that look? Um, I think the following year, actually. It I took mean, you a year throughout? to get out of that? Yes, yes. And actually, it made my hair more frizzy, I think, as I got older. <laughs> oh, God. I think I still have it. I think my favorite part is that your daughter is trolling the hell out of you. Like, you've got some serious PTSD because of this, and your daughter thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I kind of laugh about it now, but, and then I couldn't even move the picture because it's my grandmother's house, not my mom's. So, like, oh. if I, you can't touch anything in grandma's house. <laughs> this is- Best part of your weekend, Kat. Um, that I'm finally feeling better. Yeah. And that our football team won 22 0. The donut. It was good. It was another good game. Uh, yeah, just did a lot. It was out at Stony Brook. That place is pretty cool. I uh, went through the maze. Weather sucked, though. I felt bad for you. Um, no, you didn't. And uh, it was when you get to do an event like this, and it's really cool. You want as many people to experience it as possible. And th- then there I were a lot like- of people out there. The owner was like, "Wow, this is a really good showing for the weather that it is." It was just like misting while I was out there, but I did the easy maze. They have easy, hard, and extreme. You got stuck in the easy one? Extreme you can't go into after 3 p.m. Because it (laughs) might take you too (laughs) long. And so I went into the easy and I cut through. I, I don't have time for that. I get very nervous and I, I don't like mazes. I just feel like I already start looking at who's with me. Who am I going to eat first? Who am I going to snuggle with to keep warm? You know, naked and afraid type of stuff. And, and then I just, found my way out. Disturbing. I'm here now, so you're welcome. Went to the Vikes game yesterday. I saw that. And uh, stayed. Man, I could not believe. I was like, I kept looking at my wife, and I was like, who is leaving here with four minutes left? Derek's. Derek's leave. He he went downstairs. He goes, shut this. He used an expletive. Shut it off. I'm out of here. He walks downstairs. Two minutes later, he comes up with his phone. Oh my God, they won! So it was really it was an impromptu thing because um, Trish had Friday morning. Uh, she had her port out, which was kind of like how she would have got her chemotherapy, yeah, which is cool and it's a good kind of like ending thing to um, to her cancer journey. And we're sitting there and we're kind of waiting for the surgery to happen. And my son Nolan's birthday is today, and she's like. He's never been to the bank. Should we take him to U.S. Bank Stadium? He's never been. No, there? he's never been there. Well, I guess I. Uh, had we never always been have fall ball. This day. is the only year he's never played fall baseball. Yeah. So we've always been so busy. And then hockey starts immediately. And so, regardless, so I'm like, all right, you want me to grab tickets? And we grab some tickets. And uh, we decided, hey, let's make a weekend of it. And nice. we uh, we headed down early and took in some of the festivities and got into the game. It was just a fun time. So, uh, but it was cool to see a last second win. Witnessed a giant fight. No way. In Costco, and it was a husband and wife, and you could tell, listen, I was feeling this dude. Mm-hmm. It was Saturday, 11 a.m., 
at Costco. Dude's at Costco, and the wife has got him pushing the second cart. Oh, yeah. All right? Like, it was a, we came in 70 miles to Costco kind of shopping trip. Uh-huh. And as you weave your way towards the end, and I don't know how you go through Costco, but uh, usually the last thing is kind of like the beauty products area, and then there's candy and gum and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll usually grab, like, a big pack of extra gum. That's my gum, right? Like, you yeah. get, like, 36 little packages in there. And this dude and his wife were yelling at each other. How obnoxious. It, it, but but I was feeling him because she was taking away his big thing of M&M's. He had that big jug. You know what? I, like when you buy like trail mix at the grocery store. Yeah. It comes in that big plastic bottle with the screw off lid. He wanted one of those of M&M's. And I, I quick surveyed his cart and nothing was dude stuff in there. Well, yeah, he, wanted, he probably has diabetes. He's probably like my father-in-law that just does not care. And she wants to have him know. live longer. What a jerk she my is. My man only wanted some M&Ms. And they were going off. But the thing is, he doesn't need a costco size M&M bag. I don't, maybe he can they go don't, and get a tiny one from Quick Trip. Based on, they had like, like four big bags of dog food. They had okay. tons of stuff. My man just wanted M&M. I, I felt him in my soul. He wanted one thing out of this Costco trip. Oh his whole Saturday was dedicated to walking the aisles of Costco behind his wife as she had stopped, looked at everything, looked at everything, yeah. looked at everything, put some stuff in the cart. My man went through the whole labyrinth and then got to the end and went, you know what might make this tolerable? Getting me a handful of M&Ms. Yeah, get a handful, not a vat. I guarantee this Wilford Brimley guy. No, 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 no. He, he, no, no. He looked, he looked like a regular dude. He just looked. What like, does that mean? I, Anybody can have diabetes. Well, I know, but Your kid he, looks like a regular. regular yeah, but dude. he has type one. That's different. That has nothing to do with candy. This guy just wanted a handful of of M and M's. That's all he wanted, and she was putting the hammer down. Oh, uh, team wife, right here. It was, uh, it was sad and it Good. was disturbing, and I, I'm feeling you. If you're out there and you're listening right now. I got you, my man. Finding out this morning, Chris Rock turning down a large sum of money to host this year's Golden Globe Awards. Could this be why? Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your blah, blah. mouth. I'm going to, okay? Wow. Still makes my heart go crazy. Very uncomfortable moment. It is, and I think he wants to avoid that at all costs from what obviously happened. Unless he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need to do this. No, he doesn't. All right, so people for the ethical treatment of animals, APITA, they are encouraging women around the world to go on a sex strike against men that eat meat. So if your man had a big steak last night, you're supposed to... Hold out on him? Keep the cookie away until he has decided to go full. Do you think there are a lot of people vegetarian. that uh, that believe strongly enough in this that are married to meat eaters? Do you think that happens, or do you think a lot of the people that that would support PETA uh, end up with PETA people? Yeah, probably like-minded people. I don't think you can like completely support PETA and then be with somebody that doesn't because that's a pretty big one. If it were it up to, to you, you could all, you could have meat but never have the nookie. Yeah. Or you'd have to go vegan. What would you do? Never mind. That's an easy one. Thank you. All right. I think so I'd go vegan. <laughs>
I think I would. I think if my wife said, "Wow, she's got a," I think, a, I think she said, "If got the, a good I one." I think she said, "If the door is closed, <laughs> unless uh-huh. you uh, unless you get off meat, then I, I think You'd I'd find give a up way." Chicken, huh? Chicken's like your life. I know. All right, there's other ways to get protein. Uh, today, okay, today, not it not is. Dunce. A big day. NASA is going to show us the moment that they crash into this huge asteroid. What? Um, it's like 15,000 miles per hour it's going. So around 7, no, 6.15 our time, 7.15 Eastern. You can watch it live on NASA TV and the dart will explode. We are targeting a small asteroid in space that we've never seen before. We don't know what the shape is um, and we have limited information and we're targeting that small asteroid at a very very fast speed. You so hear the enthusiasm it, in her voice? What if it explodes it and then like some of it cu- gets It'll burn up in the atmosphere. We track. don't have a there's it's there's no there's no chance it's going to hurt. I'm going to have some strong words. I really am if that happens. But that is what's some more chances to become an overnight multimillionaire are coming up this week. So tonight we have the big Powerball drawing, 285 million, and then Mega Millions is tomorrow, and that is worth even more, 325 million dollars. How cool is that? All right, so if you're like Derek and you went downstairs, um, you would have missed that the Vikings beat the Detroit Lions 28 to 24. Um, he has just such a problem with Kirk Cousins' face. Like, that's all he does is just like, look at him. He looks so nervous My all the time. My dad used to call that a that. punch me face. It Really? Yeah, because uh. it, he's not overly aggressive, right? Like, he, he's a pretty laid back dude. Yeah. And my dad would always say, oh, he's got just one of those punch me faces. <laughs> this is like $84 million. You got a face like that. He just had such a but hard time. You, but, but I think you really want somebody who's calm under pressure. I mean, the guy doesn't yeah. really get too rattled. That's true. Uh, but we also, in the world of sports, found out that Rihanna. Hello, boy, boy, can you get it's going to headline the Super Bowl halftime show on February 12th. Oh, my God. I couldn't be more excited. Did I read this right? She hasn't performed in five years. I believe it. Yeah. She's been doing uh, Fenty. She's been doing... Oh, she's a mommy now. And yeah. as of seven months, she's been mommy. So um, that was her whole thing. She's like, I want to be a billionaire before I become a mom. And she did. She's a billionaire. I would like to just say for the record, Brianna is a fantastic performer. Yes. But... If the TV was on mute for this halftime show, mm-hmm. I would probably still pay heavy attention to what she's doing. Absolutely. Uh, we saw her open for Kanye, and she was, she, Kanye should have opened for her. She was that good. I want to take a quick poll, and then we'll read back what songs you feel are the most important for her to do coming up with the formal Oh, my God, she's got to do, what was the, what was the one with uh, Paul McCartney? Was that four or five seconds? I think That's I had got, enough. Th- that has got to happen. Yeah, that could Paul open. McCartney. Has got to be part of the Super Bowl halftime show. You never know. But that means if she does a couple of her hits, that means Connie might have to be there because all the lights is one of my favorites. So I would put that on the list. So a way for him to kind of get back in the good graces of everybody. I don't know. Uh, go ahead and text it, though. Uh, the one song that Rihanna has to do during her Super Bowl halftime show, and it will make you just the happiest. Uh, speaking of happy, happy National Pancake Day. Did you know that Snoop is going to get you ready this morning? Top of the morning, as you can see, we got the bonus foods. Breakfast selection for you. But not only does it look good, but it tastes good. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Then over here, you see we got the Mama Snoop Pancake mix, because you know, 
mom's love making them pancakes. Then we got the Mama Snoop oatmeal. You understand me? And my favorite, the one, not the two. Hello. Grits, baby. All right, so if you're getting ready for breakfast this morning, whip up some pancakes in honor of National Pancake Day. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.